And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. Oh, yeah. Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network. Travis Thomas here with Brandon Sprague and super producer Zach Kroll in the house. Now, I got to tell you, I know the show is called Back to the Futures, but Brandon, I wish I could go back in the time and change every single damn bet that I had going into this weekend because I could not have been more off. How about all the big wins in college and the NFL? I mean, the Rams got a huge win over the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. How about the Vikings absolutely dismantling the Seahawks? I didn't see that coming. How about the Ravens? Justin Tucker kicked the longest field goal I've ever seen in my life. I mean, what is going on? Chargers beating uh, the Chiefs. How about the Bengals going into Pittsburgh, into the big catch-up bottle in the Hines, and slapping Big Ben around? I mean, I couldn't call any of this stuff, Sprague. I think the tough thing, Travis, is, one, the Bengal win was probably the most impressive win of the weekend, despite what everybody else did. For Cincy to go in there and completely shut down and dominate Pittsburgh like that, they up 24-7 at one point in Heinz Field. You don't see that very often, especially from Cincinnati. Uh, look, it, it, it was not a great weekend for me in the NFL. The under dominated this weekend. 11-3 uh, going into Sunday Night Football was the under. The, the home road team was a split at 7-7, seven and seven, and the, the favorites were actually sub-500. The dogs were barking this weekend. They were 8-6 and six going into Sunday Night Football. So it was a really tough week overall for me. I, I liked a lot of games to hit the overs. Detroit, Baltimore was a game I thought would hit the over. I didn't think the Bears would average 1.1 yards per play for an entire football game, Travis, so that over didn't hit. I thought the Colts-Titans over was a money pick. I thought Chargers and Chiefs, over was a pick and they came a point short so there were a lot of underplays that really hit well this weekend obviously I bought into the Washington hype like a lot of other people I got them at seven I felt great about it they got absolutely housed and one other thing that I took away here in week three that I will probably be applying in week four is Travis so far the rookie quarterbacks when they start Mm -hmm. are over against the spread unless they're playing another rookie, and that rookie situation was Mac Jones playing Zach Wilson. You take that matchup out of it, and yeah. every rookie quarterback that has started is over against the spread so far in their careers. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not really shocking to me, to be honest. I mean, in this league, unless you are uh, a rock star out of the gate, I think it's really hard to win and and or, in our case, cover in this league. Uh, I'm with you on two particular teams that you said from this past week. The Washington football team was atrocious. You got them at seven. I got them at nine and a half when they opened. We talked about it on this show. I almost pulled a hamstring, run into the window to make that bet because I knew nine and a half was a terrific number or so I thought. Their defense overrated, overhyped, and just plain bad. Uh, So we both got burned on that bet. And the Bills, uh, how about a get-right game for them? Because you and I have talked about – you know, the past few weeks, how, yeah, they're winning. Well, they we remember they lost uh, week one, I believe, to the Steelers. But, you know, they were starting to get back on track, but they still didn't quite look right. And, boy, they have a big bounce-back game against Washington. So the Bills are a team I'll be keeping my eye on moving forward now, maybe finding their stride. But for me, 
I sat up here and argued with you until I was blue in the face about some damn Justin Fields and how this kid's going to win rookie of the year. Put my money where my mouth is. How this kid's going to take the league by storm. Now, I'm not going to, you know, keep his head coach off the hook because he deserves a lot of blame for these play calls and just that offensive line and the mess that the Bears are. But Justin Fields did absolutely nothing. And I get it. The Browns have a good defense. But you have got to give me something, kid. I rolled the dice on both of these teams, Brandon, Washington football team and the Bears this week, thinking the defenses would play. The young quarterbacks would make some plays. The head coach wouldn't lose it for him. And I was wrong across the board on both of those teams, Sprager. Well, what I would say, Chicago won. I think Chicago actually defensively did everything they possibly could to keep their team in it. I, I, I just, Travis, I don't know how you account for the worst offense we've seen in, in 100 years. I mean, I, I believe the stat was CBS Sports <laughs> saying 1.1 yards per play is the worst in the NFL in a century. I mean, who can account for that? I, I know his offensive line isn't great, but to see Justin Fields get sacked eight-plus times, to see that offense be so awful, I, I don't know who saw that coming. Washington, really disappointing performance. Their defense has been nothing but overhyped so far early in their year, and I just don't know how much Heineke's really going to be able to win games for them. To see them show up to Buffalo and play that way without a fluky, weird kickoff that bounced directly back towards them that right. loss is even worse. So I think you have a lot of things to discuss this week over there in D.C. about that football team. But the team I am drawing a lot of ire with, the one, the one team that pissed me off the most, and I, I can't tell you how disappointed I am. If you would have told me the Seattle Seahawks start their year one and two, I really would have been surprised. Travis, they are in maybe the toughest division in football. Arizona had a slow start, but they got it home and they got a win. They, they continue to get it going. They're undefeated. The Rams continue to play really good football. Impressive win today against the Bucs. And you yep. look at the Niners. They're getting ready for Sunday. We'll see what they end up doing and how they go into week four. But this is not a division that you can afford to lose games in. And to lose to the winless Vikings, who shoot themselves in the foot more often than almost any team in the NFL with Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins, to go out there and drop 17 points on that defense – to yep. go in there and not be able to move the ball with Russell Wilson. You have a new offensive coordinator. It is panic mode in Seattle. Their defense isn't good, and their offense right now, it's just questionable at best. So there's a lot of teams we could point to, but I think the team that most disappointed me, not only because I had scratch on the game and like the Seahawks at minus one and a half, but Seattle Seahawks, to me, they win the weekend of what is going on in Seattle considering Russell Wilson's future might be at hand with this season. Yeah, listen, you know, I didn't bet the game, which was uh, definitely my mistake because I like the Vikings to win the game because, I, quite frankly, I thought them going 0-3, the season would be over. And it was desperation city for them. What I did not see was a 30-17 to final. Uh, sometimes you lose in this league. It depends on how you lose, okay? And for the Vikings, for everything, or the Seahawks, for everything you illustrated, it's true. You can't lose that way. If you lose by field goal last second, things happen. The Vikings needed it more than you did. But they you're right. I mean, they got straight up punk. They got beat down, and the sea and the Vikings got uh, a much needed win. To me, it was must win at home for them to salvage the season. Speaking of field goals, for me, the most impressive team, what the Ravens did. Now I get it. The Lions are not good. Uh, but they hung in that game. They should have won the game. 
the crowd was going raucous. And uh, for Tucker to hit that record 66-yard field goal uh, in that hostile environment was amazing to me. And not only was that an impressive win to me, Sprague, but as I pay it forward and I look ahead, they are in the Mile High City next week, the Ravens, taking on the undefeated Broncos. I mean, the type of win that they got in the Motor City, they can take that now to Denver and try to hand the Broncos their first loss. That may be a road team that I'm looking at next week going into Denver and winning that game. I think the Ravens can take this emotional. Now think about it. Two weeks in a row, emotional wins. Remember Lamar diving into the end zone, doing a backflip into the end zone to beat the Chiefs, now going to Detroit, having a record-setting field goal. I think they can keep that momentum, keep those emotions high, going to Denver and hand them their first loss. I mean, I like that pick. I know we're going to get to some contenders and pretenders coming up here on the show today, Travis. And and obviously Denver is going to be thrown in there. They're undefeated, a dominant win against the Jets today. Let me just say, I, I think looking forward, I like where you're, where you're going with that one because I, I just quite frankly – Today's game to me was not indicative of Baltimore being close to Detroit or Detroit right. even being on a Baltimore level. Detroit's going to be a feisty out every week. I think that's what I'm learning about Dan Campbell. I don't know how great he really is, but his team is tough. His team hangs around, and I think they're going to get a couple teams this year that we're going to go, what? The Lions beat them. And I think this is one of those weird weeks. You know, it was an emotional win on Sunday Night Football last week for Baltimore. Now they're going on the road. They're big favorites. I, I thought that was a weird game. In fact, when I heard Lamar was not feeling great, I, I laid a couple bucks on the Detroit money line just outright in case he didn't play. But mm -hmm. to see a 66-yard field goal bounce over the crossbar for the game-winning kick and to get that win was impressive. I'm going to one-up you, though. I think there was a team with a more impressive win than Baltimore. Baltimore was let down by their pass catchers, and it was a, it, it was a scrappy win. To me, it was the Chargers. The Chargers could very well have been one and two, and nobody would have batted an eye at that. We would have said, of course, they played Kansas City in Kansas City. And then they went in there and got Justin Herbert, his biggest win of his young career. To go in there, he slang four touchdowns, including the go-ahead one on one of the under-one-minute drives at the end of the air in the fourth quarter. To be able to do that while also getting two pivotal stops for their defense I mean, this is a big year for Brandon Staley to kind of show that maybe the Chargers are not the, the traditional Charger team anymore. And I thought winning in Kansas City, despite what Andy Reid is going through, and we wish him well, despite how questionable their defense has been, it's not been good. Um, to go in there and to beat your divisional foe who is dominating that division, I thought that spoke volumes about this Charger team. This is a different Charger team than I think we've seen in the past, and it was a big day for Justin Herbert to build some confidence for that's well said. I mean, listen, this is why the NFL is king in our country, because next Monday night, Raiders at Chargers. I mean, you just can't script this stuff any better. It's perfect timing uh, for those two to have a date on that big stage of Monday Night Football. But I want to ask you about the Chiefs. Now, of course, you brought up Andy Reid, and, and we all have well wishes for him and, and hope that uh, he gets well soon and that he's fine, quite frankly. But I mean, you look now, Sprager, they are in last place in that division. I, it doesn't even feel right saying that. I feel like I need to take a shower. And I took a shower before the show. Okay, I'm clean. No Jake Gyllenhaal here. So to me, mm -hmm. I'm like, the Chiefs are in the basement of the AFC West? What kind of damn, what is this? Like the Twilight Zone? What's going on, Sprager? 
Is he there? Yeah, oh, I can dance. Was... Oh, he's there. Am I fro? Am I frozen? No, you're good. You were frozen for a second. Am I, good? I thought I lost you. I don't know what I'd do without you, Sprague. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm here, man. Look, the I think the AFC West. It's it's fair to wonder where that division stacks up. Up as the best in football. Yep. I don't. I don't know how you handicap. I think right now, if you were to look at the live odds, I'd I'd be willing to tell you that Kansas City is still a pretty heavy favorite to figure this thing out. And it's a long year. It's only week three. I would imagine they're still a heavy favorite. But I do think it's it's fair to wonder aloud how we're feeling about some futures bets. And I'll tell you right now, I I don't know how much I'd be willing to double down on it. But one that I kind of eyed was I think the Chargers are going to end up being the second best team in that division this year. I I Denver and Vegas, they're legit teams, but I just like Herbert the most. I like what they have on defense when they're healthy. And I think you look back at those futures bets when we had talked about this preseason, Travis, how good odds you could have got on the LA Chargers to be a sneaky AFC West divisional winner. I mean, right now, based on that defense in Kansas City, you wouldn't think it's insane for Kansas City to lose seven or six games, right? Probably say that's reasonable. Their defense isn't good. Hell, Who's to say the Chargers can't get to that same point? And if you win the season series, well, there you go. You get the divisional crown. So I think going back to the futures that we did preseason, there's a couple teams in this where you looked at that th- those divisional odds and you might have said, no way. And now we're sitting here week three going into week four wondering, is Kansas City going to figure this out defensively? What are they going to be this week with their coach dealing with some some ailment off the field, and hopefully he's going to be okay. But those AFC West futures tickets, if you put a couple bucks on some non-Kansas City Chiefs teams, I think you're feeling great today based on what you saw. By the way, so you sniffed out that Rams over Buccaneers game. I thought the Bucs would actually win the game. I didn't bet it, but I remember you calling the Rams winning that game ahead of time. The Rams host the Cardinals uh, this upcoming week. How do you feel about that? Your early kind of gut feel? Because you had a gut feel early that the Rams would beat the Bucks. How, what's your gut feel on Kyler Murray coming to town? Oh, I, I think if you're the Rams, you're nervous as all hell. You're going completely against a different quarterback. This is not Tom Brady pocket passer. This is right. Kyler Murray scramble, do everything that he possibly can mode. I think right now the Rams, if I was to guess the early looking at it right now i'd say the rams are probably favored by five and a half um that's kind of my best guess i know it's a divisional game but there's a bit of prove it factor with kingsbury and by the way they got off to a slow start today he had a mind-boggling 68 yard field goal attempt that turned into a jacksonville touchdown i still don't (laughs) think they should have won the minnesota game so there's always kind of this looming is 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 arizona really going to get over the hump and I'm not ready to buy it right now. So I, my best guess, the Rams favored by five and a half at home. You never buy into Kingsbury. But I will say, he's a good-looking guy. I mean, honest to God's break. If he looks you in your eyes, you would buy into him. It's easy for you to see him on TV and hate on him. But if he was here on this show, looking you in your eyes, you'd say, you know what? I believe in you, man. <laughs> <laughs> not a big Kingsbury that. fan. Yeah, well... Coming up, we'll play the game that's sweeping the degenerate gambling nation. Contender or pretender? After three weeks of NFL football, Sprager and I have all the answers. And I'm a good-looking guy, so Sprager gives me the benefit of the doubt, unlike Kingsbury. I don't get it. But, hey, Sprague, my bets this weekend did not go well. I mean, we have got to go back to the future so I can get back on track, brother. We'll be back with you. Back to the future. 
From the front yard to the back, get your home fall ready at Lowe's. Save up to $10 on Scott's Turf Builder grass seed for a thicker lawn. Plus save $30 on a Charbroil stainless steel four burner gas grill. Was $299, now $269. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. While supplies last, selection varies by location. Grill price reflects discount. Valid 923 through 929, U.S. only. Ladies and gentlemen, today's opponents on Man vs. Train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks, we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top. You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Companies. If you thought you missed your chance to refinance and save, think again. Mortgage rates have recently dropped, and Rocket Mortgage can help you save big when you call 8338-ROCKET today. For example, with a $250,000 30-year fixed rate mortgage, you could get a new low rate under 3%. If your current rate is over 3.75%, you could lower your payment by over $100 a month, saving thousands in interest. But you've got to act now, because no one knows how long these low rates will last. So when you need a simple way to get big savings, Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Refinance offer assumes a rate of 2.99%, 3.21% APR, 70% loan-to-value ratio for the cost of 1.75 points. $4,375 due at closing. Monthly payment of $1,052.66. Taxes and insurance not included. Payment will be greater. Rates current as of 7 21 Conditions apply. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by FanDuel, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. I was talking to someone, and they were telling me that one of their neighbors is in a fight club. I was like, what? What? <laughs> Where? <laughs> when? How? What? By my by my house. Is it, is it still a thing? Like, people do That's this? what I said. I said, what are you talking about, fight club? <laughs> I'm, I am, st- I am <laughs> floored right now. No, they get together. What are they we get. That's what I said. They get together. I said, where do they go? Somebody's house? Is a, a basement? What? Like in the movie. I said, no. Um, a, a nearby field. They, they go and fight in the field. That's even better. Imagine driving by and you're like, what is happening? How is that enjoyable? How do you have any sort of enjoyment out of that? BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth. Presented by FanDuel. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. A lot can happen in a day. A lot of... A lot of... And a lot of... Make any day a payday with the BetQL Day Pass. Unlock all of BetQL's proven data and analytics, five-star bets, and insider info for just one day so you can make better bets on whatever single day you want. No subscriptions, no strings, and all for less than five bucks. The BetQL Day Pass, exclusively from BetQL. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. Trista Crick, Quentin Mayo, and myself. Ooh, almost choked on a taco. Um, Whoa. With that shot, 3 nothing Nats, they're now minus 375 oh road favorites oh, against the Marlins. I to that one. <laughs> that, that did not come out how I imagined it to. BetMGM Tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network, America's home for weightainment. 
The best players in the league perform even better with a great assist. And using BetQL to help take your sports betting to the next level, it's an MVP move. BetQL analyzes every bet from every game to find you the most profitable opportunities. Sometimes a spread is off by a few points or a total is way too high or low. BetQL shows you where the real value is so you can make smarter bets and cash in more consistently. All the bets from today's games are clearly listed and ranked on a scale of one to five stars. Those five-star bets give you the best chance to win and have shown real proven results. Get insights on sides, totals, player props, and more combined with articles from BetQL's team of wagering experts. BetQL has you covered for pro and college games, football, basketball, baseball, and even hockey and soccer. It's time to get better at betting with BetQL. Visit BetQL.com and use promo code BET for 20% off. That's 20% off with promo code BET at BetQL.com. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague only on the BetQL Network. Oh, yeah, we're back. Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network. Travis Thomas here, Brandon Sprague having some technical issues, but he'll be back. In the meantime, in between time, me and the super producer, Zach Kroll, are holding it down till we get the Sprager back. And as you know, Zach, because you've drawn up this play so beautifully, we're going to play a game of contender and pretender. And let's start with the Vegas Raiders, who win in overtime, beating the Dolphins. Uh, I thought for sure we were going to have a tie. And uh, there's nothing worse in sports. I don't care if it's football. I don't even like when there's a draw in football. I can't stand ties, okay? Give me a winner or a loser. I don't need a tie. I mean, what do I even say after a tie to the, hey, good game today. Sorry, we were both the same. I mean, please, give me a winner and a loser. So luckily, the Raiders got it done, won the game. And that sets up a huge showdown next week, Monday Night Football against the Chargers, where they go into SoFi in Inglewood. So contender or pretender, is Brandon, is Brandon back, Zach, or is it uh, just me and you here? Uh, his, he's back. I'm not sure uh, about his connection, but, um, right. you know, I don't know if he could hear us. But talking about the Raiders, I think this is such an interesting team because there was a lot of pressure going into John Gruden's fourth year, Mike Mayock. They haven't had the best drafts, but at the same time, they just keep finding ways to win games, whether it was that Monday night game against Baltimore, whether it was today against Miami, a game they really uh, played better than Miami from start to finish. But still, the game goes into overtime, and they were able to find a way to win. The key to this team is their defense. If Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe uh, could still uh, get to the quarterback like they've been doing over the first couple weeks, I actually think the Raiders are a contender. John Gruden, uh, he is a good offensive mind. Derek Carr is playing the best football of his career. I actually believe in these Raiders. Obviously, they play in a tough AFC West. We'll see what they're made of next Monday night. That's a tough road game against the Chargers. But I'm like, I'm liking what I'm seeing from these Raiders. I really am. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, before they get to the bye week, so we talk about the Chargers matchup, but before they get to the bye week, so they have the Chargers Monday night football, as we said. Then they're at home against the Bears. Then they go to Denver. Uh, then they're at home against Philly. So, you know, a couple spots there, particularly the divisional uh, games, but even the Chicago and the Philly uh, game feels like scrappy teams with decent defenses that could just kind of ugly a game up. 
I want to see if they can win that way. I know uh, Jacobs, Josh Jacobs is having some injury issues. Let's see if they can get him back. I'm still not willing to call them contenders just yet, to be honest with you. I'm going to go pretender, but not because of anything they've done wrong. I mean, they beat the people in front of them. Uh, obviously, the Baltimore win uh, in overtime was big, and then the Miami win, and then they go to Pittsburgh and beat them. So those are three solid wins, but I still need to see a little bit more before I go full-blown contender status. Brandon, are you with us? Can you hear? Do you think the Raiders are contenders or pretenders? So we do not have Brandon. We'll keep working that out. So, Zach, let's move on to the Broncos. So for me, I argued with Brandon Sprague, which is why he's playing scared right now. I know he's saying it's technical difficulties, but what's really happening, Zach, let me just take you into the world of Brandon Sprague and I. What's really happening is he knows I was right. In the preseason, I told him the Broncos were the team other than the Chiefs to watch in the division. I told him the Broncos would have a better record than what his Chargers ended up with at the end of the season. I told him Teddy Bridgewater was the best quarterback for the Broncos, and look what he's doing so far. And what do you know? 3-0. and so for the Broncos, I'm going contenders because of that defense, that roster. I think they're well coached. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is a solid quarterback in this league who is completely underrated and underappreciated. Meanwhile, all he does is win. Broncos, contenders in my book. What say you, Zach? I found it so fascinating when early on in the season, the Broncos decided to announce Teddy Bridgewater, the starter over Drew Locke. And really what they were saying was that our roster around the quarterback position is so good. We just don't necessarily trust Drew Locke as a quarterback, considering all of the many times he's turned the ball over during the last couple of years when he's had the opportunity to start. Um, look, they've been really impressive. The only thing is this, their schedule has been so easy. I truly believe the Jets who they beat today the Giants who they've beaten week one and then the Jaguars in week two like I think those are three of the five worst teams in the NFL and if they want to be a legit contender they're gonna have to prove it but they'll have the opportunity next week at home against Baltimore playing in altitude is always a huge advantage for the Denver Broncos especially when they're good the AFC West is a really tough division I would say pretender just because I haven't seen them beat anyone good yet, but at the same time, they deserve credit because over the last couple of years, I feel like the Broncos had plenty of games where they just didn't come ready to play, and they lost to a, a team that they should have beaten, and they should have beaten the first three teams on their schedule, and they accomplished that, so that's a good job. No, you're right. I mean, look, and I'll give you the next few games of them too, just like I did the Raiders, and you're right about the schedule. Now, the Raiders wins. Their 3-0 and is much more impressive in terms of their uh, opposition, right, in terms of strength of schedule than the Broncos. But I'm going to give the Broncos the edge because I trust the defense more. Now, for me, as you look ahead for the Broncos schedule, much like the Raiders, we're going to find out a lot in the next three or four games. So you mentioned the Baltimore game. Then they go to Pittsburgh, which right now, I mean, we don't know what the heck the Steelers are doing. But it's still traditionally, as we know, a very tough place to play, right? So you go Baltimore-Pittsburgh back-to-back, and Pitts and that game's in Pittsburgh. Then you play the Raiders, and then you go to the dog pound in Cleveland. So, you know, next four games for Denver, we're going to find out a lot with that team. Here's a team I can't figure out. I bet them week one. 
uh, Jameis Winston is the quarterback of my fantasy team, and they look great in week one. Then they're absolute mud butt in week two. Now the Saints go to Foxborough this week, beat the Patriots. They look good again. I can't figure this team out. Are the Saints contenders or pretenders in your mind, Zach? Because I, I have to go pretender because they're just two Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, I forget. You're like 12 years old. Do you even know that reference? Do you get that reference, Zach? I do. I do. Uh, <laughs> I would say the Saints right now uh, would be considered a pretender. I would agree with yeah. you. However, I was really impressed with what they were able to do. Like Jameis Winston going on the road against a Bill Belichick coach defense. Like usually that wouldn't end well, but Sean Payton knows what he's doing. He's a coach that sometimes it's just so hard to count him out because that's when he's at his best, when everyone thinks that the Saints are just done. And Alvin Kamara looked really good today. I think as time goes on, Jameis is developing more and more chemistry with his wide receivers. They're impressive showing in week one. That was great, but I think that could have just been a result of the Packers really not coming ready to play. One thing you know about the Saints, like they're always going to come ready to play. And I do think right now in their division, I would give the Panthers and the Buccaneers an edge. They have the Giants next week. Also, we don't even know what this team's stadium deal is. They are the only team in the NFL without a home game yet. So hopefully they'll be able to play at the Dome sooner uh, rather than later. But given all the question marks, I still don't necessarily trust uh, Jameis Winston. I would agree with you, and I would say pretender for now. My gut says that they're back home against the Giants. I, I think that they'll be back uh, in that Mercedes-Benz Superdome against the Giants. And to be fair, if I'm wrong, they could play that game in a sandlot. They're going to beat the Giants. I mean, the Giants are absolute basura just straight garbage trash. So they're going to beat the Giants regardless. But then they go to Washington, which as of right now feels like a win. But at some point, that Washington defense with all that talent's going to show up. Uh, then they have a bye week. Then they go to Seattle. So, you know, the Saints, if they're going to play this roller coaster game, that schedule certainly matches up with that as well. I, I would guess you look great against the Giants because who the hell doesn't? then uh, it could maybe be one of those games where you think they beat Washington in Washington. Maybe uh, the football team steals one there, and then you know on a Monday night against Russell Wilson, good luck with that. I don't care who you are. So they have a chance to continue this roller coaster uh, type of season that they've already had just a few weeks in. All right, what about the Titans? Because to me, uh, I do love how simple they are. Me, Zach, as you know, producing this fine show, Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network, you have already figured out I am a simple kind of man, okay? I don't like a lot of bells and whistles and all that nonsense. And what I love about the Titans is, hey, Ryan Tannehill, you're 107 years old. Just give the ball to Derrick Henry and get the hell out of the way. I love that. And because of that, they always win a lot of games. They're always a playoff team. They're always a respectable team. And so far, so good this season as they beat the Colts uh, this week we saw. How do you feel about the Titans? Are you going contender or pretender with them? So one thing that I think really helps the Titans is just the division they play in. We know how bad the Jaguars are. The Texans 
are kind of like Detroit. They always play hard, but they're not really that good of a team. And the Colts are 0-3, and, and Tennessee beat them today. So considering right now they look to clearly be the best team in the AFC South, I would say they're a contender. I had a couple worries about Tennessee going into the season. Their defense is not good. It wasn't good last year. It played all right today, but I still don't necessarily trust them. And also, they lost Arthur Smith, their offensive coordinator, who was very important to their offense, Todd Downing, the new OC. He used to be the coordinator in, in uh, Oakland with the Raiders, and he wasn't really that impressive. So I still have some concerns. But at the same time, if Derrick Henry is running the ball effectively, this is just a tough team to beat. Like, yeah. not going to lie, watching them against Seattle in week two, especially in the first half, I was like, this Titan team has some 6-11 six and, six and vibes to them. I don't know how good they are. Could they stop anyone? And then all of a sudden, Derrick Henry just breaks out a couple really nice runs, and the momentum of the game totally shifts. And Ryan Tannehill, he's not the best quarterback, but he's good enough to make just enough plays to win like he was able to today. And Derrick Henry is just a monster. The other impressive thing about their game today was A.J. Brown and Julio Jones were both banged up. They both really didn't do much. But Ryan Tannehill was getting guys like Chester Rogers involved in the offense. And uh, he's a good quarterback. I think Tennessee right now is a contender. You know, Zach, I can't believe you. I mean, you picked them to be a contender. Right after you say the sentence to me, well, I mean, their defense isn't very good. But they're a contender. I mean, what are you thinking? They're a pretender, bro. Listen, I love Derrick Henry. Who doesn't? He's Thanos on the football field. But at the end of the day, this Mike Vrabel guy gets such a pass. I mean, everyone says, oh, Vrabel's such a good coach. Oh, look what he's done with the Titans. Am I wrong? Is he not a defensive guy? Was he not a defensive player? Has he not been sold as some sort of defensive genius and mastermind? Yet every single year, what's the Achilles heel of this team? What's the kryptonite of this team? Defense. They don't play any of it. I mean, Kyler Murray comes in there. I bet on that game, so I was happy with the result. But he dropped damn near 40 on him. Then the next week, what do you think Russell Wilson did to him, right? And now, this week, they got a pass because Carson Wentz is walking on two nubs his ankles. I mean, both of his ankles are jacked up. The Colts can't do anything. By the way, Zach, you look ahead. They're in New York taking on your Jets. How do you think that's going to go? And then they go to Jacksonville to take on Urban Meyer and the lowly Jags. They're going to win both of those games easy. And people like you are going to say, see, they're contenders. But then guess what? Reality's going to set in. Listen, to, I'm just going to rattle off these teams. Buffalo, Kansas City. Rams, Saints, New England's there. They get Indy again, this time in the Dome in Indy. I mean, we're going to – then you'll see, Zach, that you can't just gloss over the defense isn't good. They're pretenders because they can't stop anybody. Yeah, that's going to be the key if they're going to be able to stop anyone. I think right now they clearly are the best team in the AFC South, and you just hope that they're going to be able to get better from there. They're definitely going to be a team to watch going forward. Yeah, what a terrible division. I mean, my God, that just no one in that division can do anything except them, and they're basic the way I see it. What about the Minnesota Vikings? Because we talked uh, when we had Sprague in the first segment about how impressive that win was against Seattle this week. Uh, now, you know, obviously Minnesota's going to get Cleveland, but they do get them at home. Uh, how do you feel about the Vikings? Do you think they're contenders or pretenders? Because – you know, they're only one in three, they're one in two. So, I mean, can you really believe them at this point? Do you believe in them? 
Yeah, I wouldn't say I believe. And then, as I believe you mentioned, this was a game today they really had to win. They were looking at 0-3 in the face. And when you look at uh, the Seattle Seahawks, they're a team that they're a little bit Jekyll and Hyde as well. But at the same time, Minnesota played decently today. Uh, I think they really showed up ready to play. But at the same time, I feel like they're just the Vikings. They're a team that always finds a way to lose somehow, some way. Um, Kirk Cousins is a quarterback you can never really trust in the big moment. Dalvin yeah. Cook was hurt today, and their offense was fine. They were able to get, get to get going there. But I have a tough time uh, believing in the Minnesota Vikings right now. Even though they won today, I need to see them do more, even though they could very easily be 3-0. That's the crazy part. No, you're right. And look, I'll go pretender as well, but I'll say this. I'll trust the Vikings more if, if they run the ball. I Look, I get that Dalvin was out today. He's going to come back healthy. But at some point, you can't just keep asking Kirk Cousins to carry you because he'll let you down. Still to come, we'll go through the biggest winners and losers in the college football world, and we'll play the game. Guess the line for the NFL right here on Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network. From the front yard to the back, get your home fall ready at Lowe's. Save up to $10 on Scott's Turf Builder grass seed for a thicker lawn. Plus save $30 on a Charbroil stainless steel four burner gas grill. Was $299, now $269. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. While supplies last, selection varies by location. Grill price reflects discount. About 923 through 929, U.S. only. Ladies and gentlemen, today's opponents on Man versus Train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks, we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top. You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Companies. If you thought you missed your chance to refinance and save, think again. Mortgage rates have recently dropped, and Rocket Mortgage can help you save big when you call 8338-ROCKET today. For example, with a $250,000 30-year fixed rate mortgage, you could get a new low rate under 3%. If your current rate is over 3.75%, you could lower your payment by over $100 a month, saving thousands in interest. But you've got to act now, because no one knows how long these low rates will last. So when you need a simple way to get big savings, Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Refinance offer assumes a rate of 2.99%, 3.21% APR, 70% loan-to-value ratio for the cost of 1.75 points. $4,375 due at closing. Monthly payment of $1,052.66. Taxes and insurance not included. Payment will be greater. Rates current as of 72621. Conditions apply. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. USC has fired Clay Helton. Was this a shocker to you, Jinx? After the second game of the season when you have only one loss, it just feels like a knee-jerk reaction to me because USC certainly has the players to 
go on a run here. Maybe they were influenced by the fact that Oregon looks like they're going to run rough shot through the Pac-12, so USC is thinking, okay, now we got to make a move. This is where that certain standard that you kind of reference plays against you. I think when you have a fan base that expects the best each and every year and you have that really short fuse, it kind of plays against you. Urban Meyer, he's in Jacksonville thinking, I could have one of the premier jobs. He's waking up this morning in Jacksonville, 0-1, having lost to the Texans, and there is an opening at it, USC. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network, your home for wagertainment. The best players in the league perform even better with a great assist. And using BetQL to help take your sports betting to the next level, it's an MVP move. BetQL analyzes every bet from every game to find you the most profitable opportunities. Sometimes a spread is off by a few points or a total is way too high or low. BetQL shows you where the real value is so you can make smarter bets and cash in more consistently. All the bets from today's games are clearly listed and ranked on a scale of one to five stars. Those five-star bets give you the best chance to win and have shown real proven results. Get insights on sides, totals, player props, and more combined with articles from BetQL's team of wagering experts. BetQL has you covered for pro and college games, football, basketball, baseball, and even hockey and soccer. It's time to get better at betting with BetQL. Visit BetQL.com and use promo code BET for 20% off. That's 20% off with promo code BET at BetQL.com. It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by FanDuel, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. I'm kind of a jerk sometimes. I don't always put the card back. I have to be honest here. Aaron, I mean, seriously. <laughs> Nothing makes me Sorry to inconvenience that. you. Like, put the card back, Aaron. Thank you for being here. Now we know the truth. Now we know. <laughs> Stan Aaron Hawksworth, bad person. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by FanDuel, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. A lot can happen in a day. A lot of... A lot of... And a lot of... Make any day a payday with the BetQL Day Pass. Unlock all of BetQL's proven data and analytics, five-star bets, and insider info for just one day so you can make better bets on whatever single day you want. No subscriptions, no strings, and all for less than five bucks. The BetQL Day Pass, exclusively from BetQL. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. Going back to the future style, Travis Thomas, Brandon Sprague having some technical difficulties. So super producer Zach Kroll in the house with me, kicking it for our last segment. And uh, Zach, so we're going to play the game that you created that's sweeping the nation as far as degenerates like us guess the line uh you'll give me some lines for next week's game both in college and nfl and i have to guess the lines but before we get there i just want to ask you who was your biggest winner or winners plural for the nfl uh this week gambling wise for you there were so many, but for me, the team that comes to mind is the Los Angeles Rams. The line in this game started off as Rams minus one and a half, but throughout the week, it moved to Tampa Bay uh, in 
uh, a point fashion. So going into the game, Tampa Bay was about minus one and a half. And when you look at the Rams, I think this team has a chance to argue that they are the best team in the NFL right now. Matthew Stafford looks so comfortable in Sean McVay's system. Cooper Cup is looking like one of the best receivers in the NFL. Those two have elite chemistry right off the bat and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey there are very few defenses with two playmakers like that who could affect the game in such a big way and Tom Brady and the Bucks were so hot going into this game and their offense looked frustrated Stafford looks so comfortable I feel like he's motivated also getting to a place like LA where he knows he could win uh, he's in the right system in Detroit obviously that wasn't the case I think the Rams are the biggest NFL winner for me this week Ooh, well, I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked Sprager in segment one. I mean, how confident are you in that? Because Kyler Murray's coming to town. Do you feel like you will uh, – and I know we're going to play guess the line, so don't tell me what it is because I'm going to have to guess it anyways. But I'm going to assume the Rams are favorites. Are you going to lay points there or, or what? I mean, how confident are you? Say it with your chest, young Zach. I agree. It's a possible spot where after a big win against Tampa Bay at home, especially against such a dynamic quarterback like Kyler Murray, who's really the opposite of Tom Brady, it could be a tough spot. We're going to get into the line a little bit later. But at the same time, divisional games in the NFC West really have have been what we've been waiting for. And next week, we're going to have not only the Cardinals and the Rams, but also the Seahawks and the 49ers. So to a lot of people, the NFC West is the best division in the NFL. We're going to get a front seat to see uh, all four teams in action against each other next week. Funny you mentioned those Seahawks, because for me, uh, the only winner that I had this week in the NFL, the only winner, and I didn't even bet it, but I remember saying on my show and this one that I thought the Vikings in a desperate situation could not go down, uh, you know, 0-3. Their season would be over. And I just thought, hey, it's still September on the calendar, so Kirk Cousins isn't going to let you down until December, January timeframe. So I thought maybe, you know, he can win a big game in this spot, and they did. But for me, I have my eye on the Seahawks in a bounce-back fashion next week in San Fran. Now, we'll see what happens with San Fran and the Packers, obviously. But for me, I could see Russell Wilson, who has just given the Niners fits his entire career, quite frankly, uh, sort of in the same spot as the Vikings were this week, right? Where you, you can't go one and three in that division. You just talked about how good the NFC West is. You want to go one and three? You can't do it, especially losing to a divisional foe. So I can see Russell Wilson, Desperation City, going into San Fran on the road and winning that game next week. That's a spot for me. Uh, what about the biggest winners for you in college football? Did you have any of those? I did have one in particular, and it was Notre Dame. That was such a nice win in the big neutral field game uh, against Wisconsin at Soldier Field. I feel like when it comes to college football coaches, a lot of times we don't give Brian Kelly enough credit for the job that he's done at Notre Dame. I totally understand that back in the day, Notre Dame was the powerhouse program in college football, but times have changed. Notre Dame is such a good academic school that they really can't recruit everyone like Alabama and Georgia. And still, Brian Kelly is finding a way to recruit the right kids and win and win big games. And I understand, like, Notre Dame, a lot of times when they match up against a powerhouse like Alabama in the college football playoff, like, they'll get some hate and they say, oh, they're just not good. But 
you have to consider for what Notre Dame is. Uh, they're a really good program, one of the most underrated programs in the country. And against Wisconsin, I'm officially out on Grant Mertz. He had one good game to start his college career, and really since then he hasn't been able to do anything. And Notre Dame's quarterback play wasn't ideal as well. They had to go to their third string and still found a way to win. The power of Brian Kelly, super impressive. Notre Dame is my big winner. Yeah, uh, listen, <laughs> it wasn't a good weekend, Zach. So I, I didn't have many winners here, but here's one. I didn't have the stones to take a money line, but I took NC State to cover against Clemson, and they won outright. Now, I, got, I have to say this, though, in all seriousness. I mean, Zach, I know I'm older than you, and I make fun of you for being young and all, but you have to admit, You've seen a lot of storming the fields in your fandom of college football. And Lord knows I've seen a ton of them, right? Uh, Zach, that was the worst storming of the field from fans that I have ever seen in my life. Zach, I'll be 40 years old in a month. In my 40 years of living, I have never seen the fans storm the field more poor, just worse than NC State when they beat Clemson. I mean, what the hell was that? You go to two overtimes against Clemson, world beaters. You haven't beat Clemson in ages. And you beat them on your home field? And I was looking at fans trickling onto the field from the stands. I mean, taking their time, getting down there, like they're hopping on a lily pad or something. What the hell was that, Zach? If I was an NC State alum, I would love the fact that we just knocked off Clemson, but I would hate the fact I would be embarrassed of how we stormed that field. It was terrible. Did you see it, Zach? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> props to NC State. That was a really good win, one of the better wins they've had recently. Dave Doran, their coach, gets his first uh, top 10 win. I think he's underrated. But I'm just out on Clemson, and I have been since Georgia. Like, their offense isn't good. They barely beat Georgia Tech. They won 14-8 to against Georgia Tech <laughs> at home. And the ACC right now is just such a bad conference when you have oh, yeah. Wake Forest and Boston College as the last two <laughs> unbeaten teams. They could be in trouble. And I'm officially out on Clemson. That was such a terrible offensive performance yesterday today extremely uh, frustrating their offensive line can't block yeah no you're right all right listen i could go all day with losers but i want to get to guess the line so the biggest loser for me gambling wise was every damn game in the nfl i mean oh my god zach i took the bears because i thought justin fields would be a little shot in the arm for that offense against the bears and i knew it was in cleveland but i i thought the kid would at least hang in there wrong I took the Washington football team because I thought the defense would show up in Buffalo against the Bills. Wrong. I mean, I could go on and on. How about college? I took Texas A&M. Meanwhile, everyone I trust is saying Arkansas is going to win the game, bro. Nope. I laid the points. And that quarterback, Zach, oh, my God. I mean, they need to revoke his scholarship. He needs to go to community college and pay out of pocket. That's how bad he played. I've never seen a quarterback play that bad for Texas A&M. I mean, I got losers out there. Yin-yang, Zach. Too many to name. What about you? Uh, there were so many losers in college football yesterday. The one for me is USC. I totally understand they fired Clay Helton, and it was likely that they were going to lay down. But it's crazy because against Washington State, they went down 14 nothing, and they still found a way to win uh, last week. But at the same time, they didn't only lose, but they got blown out by Oregon State. Uh, it has been a while since USC has lost back-to-back -back home games to Stanford and Oregon State. Those are not games you expect them to lose. They're my big loser.
All right, let's go rapid fire style through the guest the line. So I know we have you told me the games, but I don't know the lines. I know we have four college football matchups. Give me those and then let's go to the NFL. I'll guess them. So when it comes to college football, we have some good games coming up this week. To start off, we will go to the SEC for the big one, Alabama at mm. Ole Miss. Oh, wow. Is the game is it in Tuscaloosa or it's at Ole Miss? It is in Tuscaloosa. It's in Tuscaloosa. That's two touchdowns. Easy. I mean, <laughs> most of the time you get three points for being at home. Alabama gets two touchdowns. I'll go uh, Bama minus 14. It's actually Alabama minus 15 in a half. Rule, uh, we saw this for Alabama against Florida, is don't bet. If the line is under 20, auto bet for Alabama. I'm curious to see <laughs> if people follow that with Matt Corral and Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin coming into town. All right, what's next? Uh, next, we have – let's go to the 12 o'clock window in the Big Ten. Michigan heading on the road to Camp Randall to take on the Wisconsin Badgers. Oh, Badger. Camp Randall's one of my favorite places to catch a game, but they look like trash this year too. I'll go Michigan minus two and a half. It won't be that much. I'll go minus two and a half, Michigan. You would be surprised. This is actually a Michigan pick em Oh, game, according to Vegas. Oh, I, I'm going Michigan, then. That's one of my plays for this week, for sure. Uh, what's next? Uh, let's go to – this is a big one. We just mentioned Notre Dame. They're going to be at home against the Cincinnati Bearcats, who are ranked number eight undefeated. Gosh. You would think Cincy would be favored, but they can't. Not against that brand. Notre Dame's playing well. I'll go – that should kind of be a pick to be fair. But because it's Notre Dame and that brand, I'll go Notre Dame minus three. Close Notre Dame minus two, so right yeah. about there. And well, then, that's all. That's all the brand, Zach. Uh, since he could win that game in in Notre Dame. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, really excited for that one. And then finally, we will end off with uh, a Big Twelve matchup. This is a low key game. Neither team is ranked just yet, but Baylor coming off a big win going against Iowa State. They're heading on the road to Oklahoma State. Both of these teams in the Big Twelve are four and zero. I like uh, God. Okie State at home's always tough in Stillwater, but you're right, Baylor. I'll I'll go. Oh, I'll go. Oklahoma State minus minus three. It should be higher, but I'll go minus three. It's actually Oklahoma State minus four. So about you right. are right there. That's about right. All right, you have a give me an NFL one. I know we got to go. Give me one NFL. Let me guess it. We mentioned the Chiefs and how much they struggled this week against the Chargers. It was a uh, tough loss. They're one and two right now. They're going to be on the road to Philadelphia, Lincoln Financial Field. Obviously, we're uh, recording right before uh, the Monday night game is in action, so we'll see what Philadelphia looks like. But what do you think the Chiefs opened at? God. Um, well, you know, it all depends on the Monday night, or you will give me a hard one when we're going out of, of the show here. I'll go Chiefs. I'll go Chiefs a touchdown. I, I mean – Unless the Eagles look like world beaters on Monday night, I'll go Chiefs minus seven in Philly. Right now, it's actually Chiefs minus five and a half. What? So, yeah, so the guys out in the desert, they're really giving Philly a shot even before they play uh, Monday night tomorrow. I think they have a good ch chance to win tomorrow. I don't trust Mike McCarthy, NFC East Division battle. It's going to be good. Well, you can trust us. Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network. We'll be back next week. 
For the ones who are always in the know. For the ones who keep things running. For the innovators and the problem solvers. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, experienced staff at local branches, and free access to experts to help answer your toughest questions. So whatever questions you face, we have the knowledge and products to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 911, what's your emergency? Um, this car, an SUV, it, 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 was, it was going across, it went around, it went around the barrier and, and the train. Oh, God. Ma'am, did a train hit an SUV? Is that what happened? Yes, it's, the train is still going. The train is going and the car, I can't believe it. You can't judge the speed of an approaching train. That's why the signals are there. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. Jared Goff has been to a, a Super Bowl more recently than Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Bert, <laughs> let's yes. go. We yeah. have four straight hours of Trista Crick making bad jokes about the Packers to irritate Ryan Horvath. This is true, but make sure but you the, don't touch the that difference was The difference was in the games... Aaron Rodgers won his and won Super Bowl MVP, whereas Jared Goff, two years later, was um, exiled. But Todd, Todd Gurley's knee was like shredded yes. to pieces at that point. <laughs> well, yes. Sean, Sean McVay was the quarterback of that team. This is exactly what tonight is going to be. Oh, no. I, I will literally walk Aaron off Rod- the set. Aaron Rodgers, three and out. Oh, I hope it starts off bad. Oh, no. Because I'm going to have to no, get it between love, these two. I'm I all on this Ryan. side. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. A lot can happen in a day. A lot of, a lot of, and a lot of. Make any day a payday with the BetQL Day Pass. Unlock all of BetQL's proven data and analytics, five-star bets, and insider info for just one day so you can make better bets on whatever single day you want. No subscriptions, no strings, and all for less than five bucks. The BetQL Day Pass, exclusively from BetQL. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by FanDuel, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. I was talking to someone, and they were telling me that one of their neighbors is in a fight club. I was like, what? What? <laughs> Where? <laughs> when? How? What? By my by my house. Is it, is it still a thing? Like, people do That's this? what I said. I said, what are you talking about, fight club? <laughs> I am, I am, stu- I am oh. floored right now. No, they get together. What are they we doing? get. That's what I said. They get together. I said, "Where do they go? Somebody's house? Is a, a basement? What? Like in the movie?" I said, "No, um, a, a nearby field. They, they go and fight in a field." That's even better. Imagine <laughs> driving so by and you're like, "What is happening? How is Wait, that enjoyable? How do you have any sort of enjoyment out of that?" BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by FanDuel, nine to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. The best players in the league perform even better with a great assist. And using BetQL to help take your sports betting to the next level, it's an MVP move. BetQL analyzes every bet from every game to 
find you the most profitable opportunities. Sometimes a spread is off by a few points or a total is way too high or low. BetQL shows you where the real value is so you can make smarter bets and cash in more consistently. All the bets from today's games are clearly listed and ranked on a scale of one to five stars. Those five-star bets give you the best chance to win and have shown real proven results. Get insights on sides, totals, player props, and more combined with articles from BetQL's team of wagering experts. BetQL has you covered for pro and college games, football, basketball, baseball, and even hockey and soccer. It's time to get better at betting with BetQL. Visit BetQL.com and use promo code BET for 20% off. That's 20% off with promo code BET at BetQL.com. Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. You know what the funny thing is about like gambling Twitter and the handicapping world? They have all of these nicknames that are insults for people who make square plays, which is exactly what I think that is. Chalk Donkey. I'm that Chalk Donkey. I, I won't just eat the hay. I'll sniff around and get the best food possible. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network. America's home for wagertainment.